before I get into the message, be in prayer for Miss Donna. Her son-in-law passed away this morning, 55 years old. Uh, and so, um, anyway, uh, Susie, her daughter, is a widow at 54. And so be in prayer uh, for uh, Susie, if you would, and the family. Uh, 55-year-old uh, man passed away this morning. And so uh, we never know how long we have. And we're not promised tomorrow. And so if you're, if you're not a believer, you've got to accept the Lord. Uh, we're not promised tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to have another day. Uh, but as a believer, we need to make sure that we are making today count. There are still a lot of things that I want to do. There are things that I want to do for the Lord. There are things that I want to accomplish. And I don't want to just think that I've got time to do it in years to come. I, I might, may not have uh, that, uh, uh, that time frame. And so uh, let's uh, just make sure that we're, we're serving the Lord with the, the time that he has given to us. All right, so we are continuing our Bible study uh, here as we are uh, looking at this passage. And my message just disappeared. I had it up and it is gone. Uh, I hate it when that happens. There we go. It's back. Uh, praise the Lord. Okay, so uh, continuing our Bible study on fans and followers. Fans and followers. You know, there are those that are bandwagon fans and those uh, who are followers. And when it comes to our faith, we want to, we want to make sure that we are not a fan, but that we are a follower. We want to be uh, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So John uh, chapter 6 here, when we look at this passage and the whole chapter ties together, we see how uh, we, the disciples were with the Lord and they had uh, been a part of the feeding of the 5,000 at the beginning of the chapter. And at the, as the Lord finishes up the feeding of the 5,000, he goes into the mountain alone to pray and he sends the disciples, uh, the apostles, if you would, to the other side of uh, the sea. And they're going to come down uh, the Sea of Galilee and go across uh, to Capernaum. And as uh, they are in route there, uh, we know with the other gospels that it was also during that time where the Lord came walking to them on the water. And uh, so there was a, uh, not only the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, but also uh, the miracle of Jesus walking on the water. And then the miracle with Peter walking on the water. And so we see so many events that are taking place. And as they get to, to Capernaum, and we are looking at the Lord teaching, and this teaching was done in the synagogue. Now, we're talking about church. And the people that he is talking to are people that have been in church. They are used to the messages. They are used to what is being brought about. But as the Lord starts to talk to them, they are having a problem swallowing what he is saying. They have a hard time grasping the truth of what the Lord is giving to them. And 
So as the Lord goes through and he is giving them information, we, we see the different responses uh, with these people. Now, uh, before we get into that side of the message, uh, just realize that in the Christian life, there are going to be things that are exciting. I wish I could have been there at the feeding of the 5,000. In my mind, uh, when we get to heaven, we've got eternity. I think the Lord is going to let us relive and see. I can, you, you, you sort of think about some of these Omnimax type theaters uh, with all that surround sound. I think, I think they have nothing on the Lord. When, when we get to see these events, I think we will. It'll be in a definition that we can't even begin to imagine. Uh, but uh, I, I sort of feel like we're going to get to see that. But these, these events that the disciples were a part of and then being sent uh, in a, a, the ship to go to the other side and uh, there being a storm. You know, the Lord knows that we are going to deal with storms in life. Just because we're following the Lord does not mean that we will not face some storms. But not only did the Lord knowingly send them into the storm, he was also saving them from some things. He could have been saving them from this crowd, this crowd that the Lord is removing himself from, they could have wanted to make Christ king. It could have been a fanatical. Uh, they could have been really shifting uh, gears. And many believe that that was going to be the, uh, the case. And that was the reason for some of the separation. Uh, unsure on that. But what was normal in the day, uh, Rome was uh, the world power of the day. And they would provide feasts. 93 feast days a year on the government's dime. So it was, it was just food. It was entertainment for 93 days a year. Man, you think, you think government employees now have a lot of days off. But what they say, history teaches us that it was cheaper to do that than to, to, to have to battle the people and control them with, with military power because they had conquered those areas of the world. So instead of having to continue to fight them, it was, it was easier to give them things to pacify them. Do we see that happening today? Same thing. Government is just trying to get everybody on the dole and uh, giving things out, uh, and, and it just pacifies uh, people. But uh, here we see that when we look at these fans and we look at uh, the uh, followers of Christ, we see some things uh, about these, these fans. And uh, first of all, I want you to see that the fans focus 
on the temporal. Uh, they were focused on the temporal. Uh, there were, uh, what did they receive from the Lord? Uh, they got to, to uh, benefit from the Lord's uh, goodness, the provision. Uh, and with that provision, they came to the Lord uh, because of what they were getting out of it, what they were seeing. Uh, and those, those are realities. There are things that the Lord uses to get people's attention and draw them to him. And, and so uh, there are people that come to the Savior because of those provisions. The Lord was meeting needs. He was healing people. He was, he was being good to individuals. And we saw uh, those provisions. And the Lord gives us, uh, 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 he gives us so, so many uh, good things. He provides for us. Uh, and as a child of God, we should have a heart of gratitude uh, for what he does give to us. But we should follow him, not just because of, uh, of his uh, blessings. And, and here, these crowds, these multitudes, uh, they, would, they would gather because of what they were getting, uh, but they did not stay. Uh, and with this, the Lord meets the needs of the people. But if it's all about us getting what we want, then we will be looking for the Lord to continue to give me what I want instead of allowing him to just lead me. You know, the Lord is to be our master. The, the term Lord is that he has that position of authority in our life and that we have submitted to him. And, and so uh, the Lord should have that place. John 6, verse 26, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. So here the Lord is, is pointing out that these people were following him. Uh, they were entertained by the miracles, but why they, why they continued to follow was because of the food. It was because they were filled and they received uh, that food. Verse 27, labor not for the meat which perish, perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. So the Lord is getting ready to shift gears, and he is going to take from the physical side, and he is, gonna, is going to move that to a spiritual side. And, and these people, though, they were focusing on that temporal, uh, they were they were focusing on what they were receiving, and people do come to the Lord because they have a problem and they have a need. Uh, but but we will not become a follower if that's all that we focus on. Uh, if we are only focusing on what I am getting out of it, then then we will find that we will move away from the Lord just as fast as we turn to him. So first of all, the fans focus on the temporal. Number two, the fans focus on the shallow. Fans focus on the shallow. Now, when I say that, I am not saying that all of the truths are shallow, but the understanding of the depths of those truths are shallow. If it's only knowledge, but it doesn't move us to action, we really don't believe it. And so here, if all we do is gain a little bit of information about the Lord, 
but it does not change how I live, then my Christianity is shallow. You know, there are too many shallow Christians. Amen. We, we don't need to be a shallow Christian. We need to be growing. Now, it's one thing to start out shallow. Seed gets planted. You don't plant the seed for, for something six feet deep. Why? It would not grow. What happens? Well, you, you, you plant it shallow where it can get those nutrients, where it can get that warmth from the sun, where it can sprout up so it does not have so much to move at the beginning. But, but as that, uh, that, uh, uh, that plant or that tree, uh, what happens? Uh, over time, those roots, as it grows, they get deeper. And as those roots deepen, uh, the the tree is strengthened. And the same thing in our faith. Uh, We all start at some point shallow. But that's not where we should we we should stay. Well, we should be growing. Uh, so I can sort of imagine uh, the crowds as they're following the Lord. We see the miracles. Uh, we see the food that you're sending our way. Uh, I'm all for a free meal. Amen. Uh, and that's that's what was going on. But if it's only about what I am getting, uh, then then my Christianity is going to remain very shallow. I can sort of imagine uh, the the people they're okay with being a Christian. They're okay with following Christ. But let's not get fanatical. Let's let's not go overboard. Right. How many of you have heard something similar to that? Yes, uh, it's, it's like, well, you know, uh, you know we, we, we don't want to take it too far. How, how is it too far following the Savior? How far is too far? And, and with that, though, in our mindset, if we're not careful, we can be, we can be very shallow. We can, we can follow at arm's length. And who is choosing that distance? Who is it that is determining whether or not we are going to be completely following or whether we are following at a distance? We are following only with uh, certain restrictions. So not, be, not being fanatical. Let's not, let's not go to to, uh, get too involved in this religion thing. Let's not go to church too often. Have you ever had somebody tell you, man, you go to church too often. Man, you're down there all the time. And what, what, is, what is it based on? It's based on their assessment of what the normal should be. You know, there are a lot of people that are very content with church one or two times a year. And anything much more than that is too much. We have church Sunday school, we have Sunday morning, we have Sunday night, we have Wednesday night. We'll have revival meetings, we'll have extra things. And, and with that, to me, it's not too much. Why? Because... Because it's, it's not based on, well, you know, I, I don't want too much of the Lord. I, I want as much as I can glean. I want to grow. I want to do anything that he would want me to do. But the fans, they will focus uh, on the shallow. It is, there are those limitations. They are content with the easy. 
They don't want hard Bible teaching and preaching. They're, they're the ones that want the pastor to preach on love and joy and peace and prosperity. And it's all good. And those are good things. Those are Bible. But it's not the whole counsel of God. It's only a part of it. And, and with that, if we're not careful, we can pick and choose what we want to hear. There are people that will come in, they'll listen to a service and, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that calling stuff out. So what, what happens? You find a pastor that won't call anything out. And in doing so, Brother Nate, you know what happens? Come here. We start looking for somebody just to come around and pat us on the back. It'll be okay. Doing a good job. And if we're not careful, we can get there in our own Christian life. But there won't be growth there. Because the Lord is getting ready to go from, here, let me give you a meal. Let me provide a miracle in your life. But now I'm going to shift to something that is dealing with doctrine. And now it's, man, this is a hard saying. This is, this is a little too much. I, I don't know that I agree with all this. This isn't what I'm used to. Right? Well, it's quiet in here this morning. You have no idea where, uh, where I'm going here. So uh, with that, though, the fans, if we're not careful, we can be content with just hearing what we want, just hearing the, the positive, just hearing the, the praise, just hearing the things that make us feel good. Uh, and, and if we're not careful, if it's all just about what's making me feel good, you know, my attendance in church isn't about me at all. It's about him. And it's about worshiping him. That means that I've got to worship him in the manner that he wants to be worshiped, not in the manner that I want to worship. There should have been an amen right there. Okay, so, so here as we, we look at this, uh, God, he, he, he does love everybody. And a pastor that does not uh, preach uh, the love of God is not preaching the whole counsel of God, but it doesn't stop there. Uh, but if it's, that's all that we preach, uh, that's the only message that is given out. Uh, Jesus did go in about doing that which is good. Uh, and we, we should live a life that is like Jesus. Uh, but when there is a message where there is no sin and there is no boundaries, there's no walls, uh, there's uh, let's not talk about sacrifice, let's not talk about service, let's not talk about sanctification, a holy life, uh, then what happens is uh, we also have no great commission and we don't have a cause to live for as a, as a believer and there's also no commitment. So, so we have to look at where we're at and if I am a fan, then I just want it to be about what makes me feel good. But if I'm gonna be a follower, I also have to take some of the instruction that might be a little hard. 
I might have to hear some things that I really didn't want to hear. How many of you have ever gone to church and the preacher preached about your sin? My hands are up, all right? And what, what was that? It was, it was the truth of God. Now, did I like it? Not necessarily. But what I have learned is that I benefited from that. Why? Because I saw that it was in the Bible. I saw the truth that was there. And it revealed error that was in my life. Therefore, I had to do something about it. And, and that's what the Lord wants. So, so with this, when I'm talking about the fans, uh, these are not bad people. This is, this is not an attack about people that are in that position. But it's not where we should stay. It should be a phase that we grow through. We grow through it. They follow, but when it gets hard, all of a sudden now, we start changing direction. Now, the doctrine that the Lord was about to give, if you're you're looking at your whole Bible, it's not a hard doctrine. But, Their response was, it was a hard doctrine. This is a hard saying. So they they follow until it gets hard. Uh, The doctrine, uh, the doctrine of salvation. And this is what the Lord was talking about here. He's not talking about the Lord's Supper whatsoever. Uh, He wasn't talking about uh, us uh, taking excuse me, the Lord's Supper, he's talking about salvation. Uh, Christ is the only way of salvation. He's the only way. You know what? That shouldn't be hard for a believer. That shouldn't be offensive to a believer. Christ is the only way. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. But, but if we're not careful, we can, we can be shallow in our belief system, and we think that being just nice and embracing error, that that's okay, and it's not. You know, we don't have to be hateful to disagree with somebody. We don't have to be mean. But we do have to know what we believe. And what is that that truth? Salvation. There's only one way uh, of salvation. And someone will come and they'll say, well, pastor, what about all of the sincere Muslims? And what about all the sincere Buddhists and Hindu uh, and Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses and Catholics and all these different religions around the world? Religion will not get anybody to heaven. It is through Jesus Christ and him alone. And that should not be hard for a believer. That is what the Bible teaches us, very clear. And Jesus says, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And he is explaining to these people that he is the only way. Uh, He is the way of salvation. And that we have to receive him, the eating the blood, uh, drinking the blood and eating the body. He is referring to him being the bread of life. And, And he is referring to that we, individually have to receive him 
if we are going to go to heaven. That is, that is the, the, the principle of what he is teaching. And, uh, but it goes on, Matthew 23, 23, woe unto you, uh, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, uh, uh, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. And if we're not careful, we can pick and choose in our, in our faith. And that's not what the plan is. If we're shallow, then we're just going to pick and choose the part of our faith that we like. You know, there's some things in our faith that I don't really care about. I don't like. But I'm going to follow. Why? Because it's in the Bible. There are things that I, I read. I just preached on a passage of Scripture. It's a very hard passage of Scripture. But at the same time, uh, I, it, how I look at it, it's hard for me to understand. Yet, I'm going to let God be God. And I'm going to follow. I'm going to trust him. So uh, it was on the doctrine of salvation that was tripping these people up. Now notice, these people were disciples. These people were identifying as believers. These people were in church. They were in the synagogue. And so now you have people in the synagogue that are looking at it. And what the Lord is teaching, and they were having a hard time with that. So let's look again, John 6, 35. And I'll, I'll hasten here. John 6, 35, he says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the thought, now notice this, they believe not. So people, just because somebody's in church does not mean that they are saved. Just because somebody identifies as a, Christ, as a Christian, as a believer, as a follower, does not mean that they are so. Is that what that's saying? That's deduction as we look at that. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, he goes on. Uh, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Verse 41. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Verse 53. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Uh, Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Lord is not talking about being a cannibal. He is talking about receiving him, just as you would receive a piece of bread, uh, just as you would receive a drink. He is saying, you individually, personally have to receive me as your Savior. I am the only way anybody is going to get to heaven. Uh, So he said, for my flesh is meat indeed, my drink is uh, blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. So he's saying this is all symbolic. If you receive Christ, uh, Christ is in you and you will be going to heaven. And that's what he is teaching them. Uh, But verse 60 went on, many therefore of his disciples when they had heard this said, this is an hard saying, who can hear it? Now, why was it hard? 
Why was it hard? The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 2.14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, uh, for their foolishness unto him, neither can they know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritual truth is discerned spiritually. Unspiritual people will not understand spiritual truth. So, with that, we have to be growing. If I'm not growing, then I'm going to miss things that the Lord wants me to have. These people, though they went to the synagogue, these people, though they were listening to the best teacher who had ever spoken, you know, I understand if somebody walks out of a service and said, man, I had no idea what that guy said. Because you're stuck with me. And I can understand that. But there's no, there was no ownership. It wasn't Christ's fault that they didn't understand. It was theirs. Because what he communicated was true and they were not in a place to receive it. Now, are we in a place to receive it? So we look at here the, the fans and the followers. And with that, thirdly, the followers follow Christ and his word. Followers follow Christ and his word. Verse 65. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. And from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? So now you have many disciples that were following the Lord. Now they're going away. They did not understand the truths. It was a hard saying. They weren't spiritual enough to receive that spiritual truth. And now the Lord looks at the 12 and says, are you, are you going to go away also? Will ye also go away? And I love the, the response that Peter had. Then Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of life. You know what? As a follower of Christ, we should be going back to what does the book say? What does the Bible say? And as we look at it and we see it in the word of God, our faith and our trust is in uh, who God is and in, in his word. And the Lord said, we also go away. And, and Peter said, uh, we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of of the living God. And, and let me just tell you, as a follower, at some point, there has to be that commitment. There has to be that, that place where you finally say, you know what? He's Christ. He's the son of the living God. And where he goes, I'm going to go. What he says, I'm going to follow. What he tells me to do, I'm going to obey. Uh, why is that? Because of who he is. And a follower of Christ it's not second-guessing everything that, that Christ said because they have already determined to follow. Now, that's why it's so important for us to know our Bible. It's important for you to grow uh, in your faith. Why? Because it's not about what the pastor believes. It's, it's about what Jesus says. 
It matters what the Word of God teaches. And for us to be a follower, we need to know God's Word. And, and so uh, the, the disciples were asked, does this offend you? These, these other disciples, they were offended by the truth. They were offended that there was only one way to heaven. They were offended by the presentation of how the Lord uh, gave that truth. And, and with that, we have to at some point just let God be God and follow him and submit to him. And in doing so, we can, we can keep our eyes on the Savior we can be a fan or we can be a follower. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to just be a fan. I want to be a follower. I want to be a committed follower of Christ. I wonder if the Lord had to, if he would ask us that question. Sometimes we'll have somebody that will get offended and they'll, they'll leave Maybe we'll get out of church. Maybe we'll go to a different church. And I, and I wonder what it's going to take for us to just keep following. But you also go away. And that was what the Lord was asking his disciples. He was expecting commitment from his followers. He was not expecting that commitment from the fans. He expected the multitudes to leave him. Why? They would come and they would go. But wasn't it wonderful that he had his apostles that were right there? They were right there with him. Now he's going to point out that he had the 12 and one of them was the devil, Judas, but that group, they weren't just fans, they were followers. And in our faith, let's let that be the case as well. Let's grow in our faith. Let's trust God's word. Let's allow his word uh, to, to impact our life to where it's not just that we are having our ears tickled and we are, uh, we are uh, just getting something out of uh, our, our Christian walk, but it's, it's based on we want to follow him wherever he leads us that we'll follow. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for being a, a savior worth following. And I pray that you would help us to be committed uh, to you and to your cause and help each person here. Lord, there may be some that uh, are uh, just... Uh, growing in their faith. And this is all new for them. And I pray that you would help them as they are endeavoring to follow. For others that have, ha, have been here for decades and years, I, I pray that uh, we would be committed followers uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. So help us uh, in our walk with you. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You're here this morning.